Hey folks, it's Jeremy, the host of Blamo. Thanks so much for listening. This is a preview of one of our exclusive shows on Patreon. These are member-supported shows, meaning they only happen because of our incredible members and community. So check out a preview of the episode, and if you like it, consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Blamo, where we have tons of exclusive Blamo episodes, shows, our amazing Slack group, and we're adding new things for members all the time. If not, no worries, we still love you, and we literally have hundreds of episodes of Blamo all free for you to dive into. Thanks so much. What happens in Vegas is recorded. Our first of many of the Triple J Show, aka Just Us Clowns Talking About Clothes. Gian Delion, John Moy, and myself, Jeremy Kirkland, chat late into the night about what's happening in fashion. This is a fashion-only talk. Gian discusses the new concepts at Nordstrom and the reinterpretation of classic menswear. We chat the standards of engineered garments, debate if Moy has a gold mine in his old toy collection at home, and gangsters using talkboys. And last but not least, we discuss me working out with the Golden State Warriors in Vegas. It was wild. It's gnarly. Let's do it. After dark, Nordstrom after dark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nordstrom uncut. <laughs> this one's for you, Sam. <laughs> Mate, not sure I appreciated that. <laughs> the best part about doing this is being absolutely stone cold sober and then also doing the opposite of all the fun things you're supposed to do in Vegas. So, so far, I got to the gym early and worked out. I criticized people that were drinking early uh, by subtweeting and um, didn't drink or get drunk or anything at all last night, really. But you worked out with the Warriors. I did yeah. work out with the Warriors. Big flex. Thanks for that. And you lifted the, the like basketball a team, not, not the Coney Island game. Yeah. <laughs> I should have. Yeah. This is, this is a podcast about clothes. So yeah. people might immediately revert to that. Like, oh, wait. Were, like, were, they, were they just wearing leather vests in yeah. the gym? Sick vintage Levi's. Yeah, man. NBA Summer League and me. <laughs> Just bumping iron. I'm like, guys, where's practice? Talk about <laughs> practice, guys. It, it looked like Space Jam if like Elmer Fudd had to join the NBA. So like a totally different movie. Yeah. Which actually would have been amazing if that was the plot of Space fire. Jam A New Legacy. It's like it's one tune <laughs> joining the NBA. The best would have been like I was I'm so they got the big mirror, you know, and you're standing there pumping iron. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, I got this, you know. And so I'm doing my my little 25-pound dumbbells. And this other guy comes next to me. And he's definitely a warrior. Not by, you know, but his physical appearance because he's like seven feet tall and he's really skinny. And he's got his trainer with him. And his trainer goes and grabs uh, the same weight that I was using, 25 pounds. And he like, homie's having a little trouble. So then I felt like, coach, yeah. pick me. <laughs> I can Flex. do the 25 pounds. This guy can't do it. <laughs> he might have had a 10-foot wingspan. Yeah. <laughs> So in like a 40 inch vertical. Yeah. But <laughs> good thing basketballs don't weigh too much. They, they get back to the office, guys. I think we made a huge mistake. We were at we were at the gym in Summer League and saw this other dude who was actually lifting about five pounds more than, you know, Tony that we just drafted. Yeah, on waivers. <laughs> we gotta get him in. Yeah. We just gotta make the call. Um we did see Amari Sotomayor getting a coffee. Wait, what? We did? You didn't see that that guy taking pictures of all those people. And then it was Sotomayor? Yeah. Is is he still playing? Uh oh, I mean, I I'm gonna get tweeted I, or something. I don't know, but I don't think so. I don't I think, think so. I but think there's a ton of people. Just, I mean, why not? You might be consulting. 
do, yeah. I probably do like their version of like consulting in the NBA. Yeah, is that what you like when you're done with your NBA career yeah, and you were really scout. big? Yeah. Or like position coach, right? Like, oh, we're going to oh, help yeah, you rebound. Like, we're going to help you. Yeah. This, I'm going to teach you how to get in the paint. <laughs> I'm going to teach you how to listen like more than, coach coach lift more than 20 too. pounds. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> He's a strength training coach. Uh, <laughs> that's what his thing was. <laughs> I mean, I'm 99% sure it's Amari Stoudemire. Unless it was just another very tall man that looks exactly like him. Just not probable. You know, NBA players are at like that height where like, self-select out a lot of the population you know okay i mean they they do i would say an nba player looks like an nba player They're, yeah but like like older post nba players right uh, you know, it's different. so it looked like he had a little weather you know just like not as like athletic dressing you know like there's like the new to the nba get-ups new to the nba is head to toe off white and yeah it's a big, get up big daytona rolex or something yeah you know you i know. saw saw a lot of dudes wearing some, one guy was like a new rookie. Maybe must yeah, I'm, have been not, really I'm not good at that. Like, I'm not good at identifying, you know, every single NBA player. Just give me like the big ones or the ones that like I'm fans of, like Rui Hachimura, yeah. you know, Shasta, the Wizards, there you, uh, go. you know, or, or big Bradley Beal, et cetera. Yeah. But I am good at obscure fashion people. So, you know, <laughs> that I am not. If, if Junior Watanabe is hanging out somewhere, man. <laughs> Ironically, I, I would walk right past him. And I'm a hit one of I would his biggest know. fans. I would know. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. get out of my way. <laughs> Moore's like, that's Amari Stoudemire. I'm like, oh, my, yo, that's, like, that's definitely Helmut Lang. Watanabe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what nobody looks like now, but that is definitely Helmut Lang. Gina would be like, that's Martin Margiela. <laughs> you, you guys didn't see Martin Margiela just like casually I hanging would, out? I wouldn't recognize Margiela if I saw him in person. I would. I think I would recognize Helmut Lang. You see like some dude with long hair and like a tattered t-shirt carrying some dead wood down a beach. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only fashion dude I would definitely recognize is Rick Owen. Oh yeah, right. Well, he's just, but yeah, he's how like, could you not recognize? He sticks Rick? out like a sword. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got a look, but you know, he, he's also like in that sort of goat level now. Yeah, you know, in terms yeah. of just being a pop cultural, you recognize Ralph, own, right? You totally recognize Ralph. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ralph Simmons. Yeah, you would. Yeah, okay, Ralph. That okay. You got me, Ray Kawakubo. Yeah. Okay. Well, not maybe if she Shiky. if she hadn't changed her hair. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, but I, I'm wait, she sure changed your hair? No, I don't know. I don't think she did. But uh, you know, she a, mode? A, at some point. Yeah, yeah. You know, change it up. Okay, Daiki Suzuki. That's that's a very obscure one, though. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Okay. I mean, I feel like you recognize Daiki by what he was wearing. Well, I would recognize what he's wearing. That's an engineered garments designer for people yeah. who don't know. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> evidently, <laughs> who is Daiki? D-I-K-I? No. D-A-I-K-I. Get your shit together. <laughs> yeah, man. Anyway, um, enough, enough well, about that. I think this is kind of a great transition because when you think of Daiki and like what everyone was in on, I feel like Daiki was, is still the transition between hashtag menswear and streetwear, for, at least for me, was always engineer garments because of the Bedford jacket. It was the, mm. you know, the unstructured three button, four pocket, four front pocket mm-hmm. jacket with the little peak lapels that had the little keychain for the button. Yeah. <laughs> button holes. Still thing. got one. A L- little loophole. We, we all still, still got, got the got Bedford. One. It's a little tighter now. But that. Oh, <laughs> I, have like, I still have like six. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure I bought a Bedford suit last season. They're great. I think that's the problem. I'm glad I like And by Bedford to... suit, it's a very loose suit. It's the jacket with like yeah. a pair of pants that is ever changing. <laughs> yeah. It could be <laughs> like gathered true. at the ankle. It could be. It could, it could be the Double Andover, knee, you know, yeah. it could be the Carlisle. 
Yep. You know, there, I think there's I have a, an Andover jacket. Yeah. Too? Or it could yep. be a pair of the of Andover's the lines. Yeah. 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 Oh, is that the big difference? Well, no, Andover's no, well, line, it's a three button. There's with the a Andover jacket and the Andover pant. The Andover pant is a slim leg, I believe, with Where's the Angelo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the last time I was the like, Andover jacket, it is it is lined. Okay. Yeah. I got a couple of those. You know, yeah. but that was that was the suit that people wore when it's like I'm into men, you know, I'm into workwear pocket yep. as well. You're like I'm into workwear and I'm getting into hashtag menswear. This is my transition piece. Or when you were like, "Yo, I'm gonna wear some Lardini, but I'm also gonna rock my EG stuff." Like mm-hmm. seriously, I would argue that EG was the crossroads between that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like the entry. It's like the gateway drug to a lot because I think it's also like yeah. I had this like working theory that it was like also where dudes who there's like tech wear dudes who have always been into like acronym Arcterics mm-hmm. and stuff. But then like dudes who like kind of like got there like in a longer route it was definitely EG. Yeah, but you can't sleep you know? on the crosscut T-shirts and crosscut sweats. Oh, which that, were also the, like another stuff, crossover right? from like not not Camber. No, no. Like the when engineered garments did their crosscut T-shirts and crosscut sweats. It's like the oh, super yeah, yeah. mid USA. Uh, t-shirts the, and super the, hardy beefy. The collar would the also collar was a crosscut. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it had like that sort of signature flat lay to it, uh, and you know it was essentially American reverse weave for like the. Um, I think it was made in North Carolina. I'm not sure if they're the same mills, but it was God. a nice beefy sweat. Yeah. And this was before you know they did the workaday mm-hmm. yeah. like zip uh, sweatshirts and all that. This is like Inventory Magazine's putting it in the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. It was a sleeper, but like it was like for the heads who were like, oh, Pictures. you guys are up on the Bedford jackets. I'm up on the crosscut. Words. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it, that was also like Dikey Arrow Woolrich, right? So it was like literally a crossover because he was doing both, right, at the yeah. time? Yeah. So like there you had Woolrich like, Woolen Mills, right? Yeah, like yeah. straight Hunt, hunting workwear. Just, oh, God, so good. So Fall good. Winter 2010. So didn't, didn't you write that blog post? For like fall winter 2010, Woolrich Woolen Mills was was four pins or no four pins wasn't around then. Uh, but I, I think, think it was like I think was, we did like a retrospective about how yeah, dope it was yeah. or something. Well, okay. like, yeah, that was like whew. if you had any of the 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 Woolrich Woolen Mills EG stuff now, would you wear it? Yes. Yeah, the blue the the blue like shadow plaid thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm also like probably. A special case you know like i still really like workwear i don't wear it the same way if that makes sense but yeah. like yeah i still yeah i definitely would wear a bunch of old like well like dikeyera woolrich for sure that stuff i have still that i would never get rid of but i don't really wear like I, i'm not above it it's, i just it's, it's the shawl collars that throw me off yeah Is there's so many shawl collars yeah. in a lot of the shawl collar stuff yeah, yeah. and then the, they did a really good what was that it was like the over parka, which was supposed to be based off of the um, uh Filson. Mm-hmm. The like fishing, like it kind of had a bit of a fishtail, and the the back zipper yeah. went way, way, way up. all the way up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. I mean, I still wear. I don't know if it's that collection, but it's like the Woolrich pants that were like the. It was like the cargo pocket on the front. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I, d- I remember those. Yeah, yeah, those are. It was sick. like the paratrooper with pants. Like, and it has Michael like, Bastion like a had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm sure we'll see some of that in his Brooks Brothers collection yeah. as well. Yeah, we'll see. But, but yeah, I would. I still wear those, you know. Well, but I also is, like wear shit till it dies. Yeah, and engineered garments and Woolrich still work together mm-hmm. up until the factory closed, though. So it is probably, closed. I, I believe that they're, the Woolrich factory is donezo. Like I don't think they're making any more new Woolrich shit fabric. That sucks. Are they yeah, making blankets? Hold on to it. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's gone the way of cone denim. 
Damn. Because, um, oh, really? you know, WP Lavori sold it. WP Lavori yeah, used to did. own it in Italy. Oh, they uh, sold it? Yeah, and I believe they, they sold it to another holding company now. And ah. now they shut down the factory. But, you know, I think going on to what you would wear now, what I would wear now, one of the grails for me is probably Fall 16 when they did another Woolrich collection. Not Woolrich, Woolen Mills, just engineered garments. But they made a Woolrich buffalo plaid version of the cruiser jacket, like the classic Filson Mackinac. Yeah. And that thing is still fire, and I still wear it. Yeah. yeah agreed. But it's just, I mean, you know, it, it's going to be, I don't, I don't know how many cold winters we'll, we'll have yeah, at this that's point. that's the problem. Because of global warming, but. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's the problem. You you get less and less days to wear the best yeah. gear. Yeah, yeah. I I, really, yeah. Well, I think I, I think the summer. UN just made like a you know ha, yeah. had a it's over a study that said like pretty much climate change the, some of the effects are irreversible at this point. Yeah, donezo. So hang on to your hat. It's over, kid. Spring summer twenty forever. <laughs> 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 it's like literally the endless summer now. <laughs> Man, terrible. You, you got your wish, warriors. <laughs> Call back. Uh. So, Gian, you're helping relaunch the new concept, which is when when we were texting, uh-huh. you said it's going to be really dope. There's a bit of a callback to hashtag menswear. Oh, right. Yeah. So I'm not helping relaunch it. You know, new concepts are still founded by Sam Lobbin. Um, and I work on his team that, you know, helps tell these really fun sort of forward thinking stories. Uh, in the Nordstrom men's space. But yeah, yes. true. I'll backpedal. So I don't for... mean that New Concepts was over, but that like right. a, a kind of a relaunch of a hashtag menswear style thing. Yeah, so we're revisiting it for sure. Um, launching this month in August, towards the end of August, um, we have one called Found in Translation, a new language of American style. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's a pretty personal one. Um, I, I was... You know, very privileged to I hit up Josh Kissy, uh, the photographer and director, who was one half of the you know menswear blog. I, I mean, they were street definitely etiquette. class of their own, right? Uh, they him, were. him and Travis Gums. You know, they did street etiquette, and um, I was just like, look, I want to tell the story about reimagining classic menswear. I think that if you know, because him and I always sort of had this kind of conversation about being in, in the world of hashtag menswear and preppy style, et cetera, but not being like of that world, so to speak. Right. And so it's just like biblical, you know, <laughs> I mean, not really biblical. It's just, I remember one of the first op-eds were for complex that was like, I wasn't made in America. Why should I care if my clothes were? Oh, damn. You know, cause I was born in the Philippines and, um, you know, Josh is a Ghanaian. He's the son of a Ghanaian immigrants. And we were just sort of talking about, how to what what would the spiritual successor to some of the projects that he worked on, like um, you know, Black Ivy being in this particular editorial yep. that uh was really, really influential for its time. It was shot at HBCUs, it featured um a lot of amazing, talented people and really just put, you know, that conversation mm-hmm. to the forefront of um minorities and classic style and this sort of complicated relationship of subverting you know this traditional idea of dressing uh and so that's sort of how we approached it that the uh campaign that he uh, art directed he um we were working with this amazing photographer that he co-signed named Lawrence Age who I believe is also of a Ghanaian descent to just give this new spin to you know people want to talk about classics with a twist people want to talk about this prep resurgence but for for us it was this way of thinking about how can we have drakes and beams 
and our legends which is like this brand out of la that you know sort of rooted in bmx culture but they make rugby's with like mongoose logos on them and like you know ivy green socks with like gt logos like they did a couple of union collaborations like gt uh, bicycles yeah, yeah, yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, damn. so it's it's sort of like subculture and um you know the outsider influence right so i think for us the way we wanted to talk about it is that people of um you know who are curious about classic style or wanting to take something and make it their own in the ways in which we've done that through clothing because we also are carrying uh needles and barracuda who have like these really cool um collaborative jackets uh tremaine amory denim tears he has a champion collaboration called uh, champion tears that's also a partnership with like the alvin ailey american dance theater so he's calling it african-american sportswear so imagine like madras trench coats and like half zips with like the alvin ailey american dance theater and collegiate font uh and just like really cool um sort of like fishnet sweaters and cricket sweaters in the style of, you know, David Hammond's African-American flag, which is a recurring motif for him. So, you know, there, there's a lot of really uh, nice meta layers into it. And I think um, the way that the story came together is just pretty novel to explore. And, um, you know, this continuing conversation for us in terms of what, my, what I've been doing at Nordstrom. Dude, that, I mean, that sounds really beautiful, to be honest with you. I think especially now when, I mean, we talked about this when we were talking about the panel, where people want all the clothes that they buy to say all these things about them. But also like, I think it's probably not in my best interest to patronize any brand or store. That's not trying to really change the narrative and alter the industry that, you know, it basically has not been welcoming and not been as friendly to minorities and people of color. And like being able to do that, especially in a sense where it's like, (laughs) All that style is the most, you know, I mean, when we talk about prep stuff, right? I mean, it's like white, you know, white Anglo Saxon Protestant, right? Like the wasp style. And being able to do that in a way that's like very truly reflective, especially with, I mean, freaking Kissy's on fire. Like he's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so, it's so cool to like watch. Like I still call him a kid. Cause he was so young when I first met him. <laughs> yeah, like he was like nineteen, and, and now he has and a like kid. talking about yeah, like, say, he's got yeah, a he has a now. kid. He's got Married. like a full. I yeah. remember meeting him at like the Angel Orsons yeah thing at Capsule, like the oh, first yeah, like yeah. the oh, first wow. big Angel Orsons Foundation. That is a throwback. Yeah, I'm saying, and like we I remember him and Travis were there in the car, like yeah. when the Angel Orsons Foundation. For those who don't know, that that's when Capsule, you know, which was like the super niche menswear trade show yeah. at the moment that was next to agenda yeah which was the super niche streetwear trade show and that was when you know um you would go to capsule you would see like norse projects and mark mcnary and mm-hmm. then you would go to agenda and it's like oh cool more huff plant life weed socks and <laughs> yeah coaches jackets with like comb de garçon flips on them and it was two very disparate words still. yeah yeah oh damn yeah that was that was so fun yeah and i remember Want to hear the rest? The season never stops on Patreon. Join us for more casual chats and bonus episodes with your favorite guests, from Eloria Urbanati and Sid Mashburn to Derek Guy of Die Workwear. It's all on there. You also get access to our private members-only Slack group where we chat about this stuff all day and all the time. So visit patreon.com forward slash blammo and we'll see you there.